Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She was a staff writer on Season 16 of Jimmy Kimmel Live, and in her past life, she was a fundraiser and communications consultant for Pinko Kami Causes in Washington, D.C. So happy to have her back on the panel, ladies and gentlemen, Julianne Simmons. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much, David. I'm excited to be back. Absolutely. Thanks for being with us. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. Always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to be here on this hot-ass Saturday, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a blazing... We're, I guess we're in the middle of a heat wave. Uh, this is supposed to be the hottest day of, I guess, the surrounding four or five, but... Uh, what a what a great excuse to spend the day inside podcasting. As Julianne and Timon mentioned, I am Dr. David Robinson, your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, not to mention the current one. It is 93 days till November 3rd, one month until Bill and Ted face the music. 4.64 million cases of COVID-19 here in America, and... 156,000 dead, which is, uh, that's up from 148 last week. So USA, we're number one. We have COVID-19 and so many other viruses, real and imagined to talk about today. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America. And people are waking up to the great taste of community spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread. Unmitigated Spread, it's time for a second peek. On that note, we are still well into our first wave of COVID-19 here in America, while Europe is apparently just starting to hit their second peak. And... You know, we keep talking about this on the show, but I, I feel like we, we can't say it enough. It's, it's this whole idea of, you know, quote unquote, American exceptionalism as everyone's doing it wrong except for us. 
And that goes down to the individual level where everyone's making personal exceptions. And you're, you know, you're seeing this a lot with churches, uh, especially here in California where they're, you know, they're trying to skate the, the regulations and stuff that are, that are being put in place to protect them as well as all as secular folk or people of other religions who they come in contact with. But it's, it's this whole idea that everybody needs to follow the rules except for me. It's like a herd immunity for rules. You know, it's like, well, everyone else is following the rules, so I don't have to. And then you're the motherfucker who's bringing the virus in. Look at Louis Gohmert. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, Herman Cain. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's he's not bringing it anywhere uh, anymore. (laughs) Have you guys a lot of people saying it was the cancer that killed Herman Cain? Yeah. The, you know, that he beat, was it nine years ago or? Yeah, but he, what he did, but he was, he's 70 something years old and he was high risk. He should not have been in those areas. He was also doing traveling. I mean, there's a lot of things that he should not have been doing Mm -hmm. prior to, and they had told him that, you know, so he knew and he didn't care. He's I'm going to do whatever I want to do and everything. Well, the virus said, Hey, no, you're not. Yeah. And within he, what he went there within a I think within two weeks after going to Bush's thing, I'm not Bush, but uh, Trump's uh, yeah, the thing Tulsa Oklahoma, Nazi rally. He was, yeah, he was he was dead in two weeks. I'm, I'm sorry, the the poorly dead. attended Tulsa Nazi rally. I figure, yeah, 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 he was dead. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people are are on the right, you know, and the the mass deniers and and uh, for lack of a better term, morons uh, are are trying to blame the cancer and. There, there are comorbidities involved with this virus, but he, he lived for 15 years post cancer and yes. was doing relatively fine until the virus came. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's like trying to blame construction workers for your house burning down. It's like, well, right. sure. I mean, there was, there was a fire, but those guys built this thing out of wood and flammable materials so we got to blame the construction workers. No, that's that's not how it works. The only the only cancer that killed Herman Cain was the GOP. <laughs> the cancer that no, is on our presidency. For real, though, I mean, I I feel like especially with what came out this week about Jared Kushner and not having a national strategy based in political and partisan calculation. You heard, you heard lit- that too. You know, it's literally blood on their hands at this point. Yes. It's a mission to, like, murder, basically, that they didn't have the reason. You know, that's so, I, I don't know. Well, the that's virus well, is did, not partisan. Well, well, <laughs> and didn't I, they, well, didn't they say, though, in that, uh, what you're talking about with Jared, that they were putting a national strategy together, but when they found out that a lot of the areas that they were, they said, well, hey, a lot of the, the uh, viruses in the democratic areas. So they felt, well, they just let it happen. They stopped. Yeah. And got, you know, Which, yeah they just stopped and they didn't care. It, it kind of so makes you, me wonder if they're going to try and write it off as well, you know, it's just one of our little, you know, goofy voter suppression tricks because they don't seem to think that's a big deal, but yeah, you know, killing, killing Democrats to suppress the vote. 
I, I think that's a, that's a problem. That's something that needs to be looked into. I mean, th- there is really there's just so many things that you know that that they're trying uh, to fix because they can't even. I mean, they can't even they can't even lie for Trump anymore. It's not even sticking. It doesn't work. Even, you know, all this you know uh, stoke and fear. We're going to the Serb. Uh, to they're coming to suburbia and they're going to take your homes and the. You know, these people, I, I pulled back on that and allowing people to the uh, disadvantage and the low income will not be able to be built in your neighborhood. You will not kill suburbia. I put that law back. It doesn't work. You sent the you sent the uh, the federal uh, agents into Portland. They're leaving now. And guess what? There are no problems. They haven't any there hasn't been any bad protests since that happened. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, uh, you know, cause and effect. Strange, strange things. Uh, speaking, you know, because uh, there, this was such a crazy week, and uh, the the economy GDP dropped by twenty nine point nine percent. If it was thirty three and a third, it would have been a record. Hey, but no. And like fifteen minutes. After that news dropped was when Trump threw his tweet out about delaying the election and, you know, was was able to distract the nation from a horrible situation by proposing something worse, which at this point in his presidency, I I think we're used to by now, but it, it still well, actually, it bears mentioning. Well, actually, Dave, it was right after Obama's speech. That came out. That's why they were so pissed at him uh, that they thought that was the low. How low can you go to say that you want to delay the the deal after knowing this is what John Lewis fought for? He fought for the the right to vote. And here it is, Trump coming out, stating right after Obama's speech, you know, and then here comes Tucker Carlson saying that Obama is fanning the flames and causing problems. And I'm like... That's a perfect spot for him to do what he needed to do. You know, I mean, that's what John would want. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know if you guys saw the funeral, but yeah, I, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, you had three you had three presidents. Stephen Miller thought it was uh, that Obama's comments at the funeral were totally disconnected from reality. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, when I, Stephen I, I, Miller I, I, says you're, yeah. you're, you're fucking things up, you know, you're doing something right. <laughs> right. And when someone states, finally, uh, and, you know, they, I mean, they missed an actual guy, a, a president that could speak. People said, man, that was so presidential. They haven't known what presidential is. They haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I forget. I actually forget. I forget what it's like to have a literate president. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> and it felt very good to see someone that could string more than two syllables together. Um, and they hated him. I mean, I, I, I still, you know, you can tell me, well, Obama's policies. But there was more than that. They really hated this guy. And they hated his wife. They had no problem in it. They, I, there's so, if you ever, I don't know if you're ever on Facebook, and if Obama, anything Obama does, there are so many Obama haters out there. Well, Tyman, and I don't know if you fact- noticed this, but uh, both Obama and his wife are black. <laughs> It's true. I still have I still have a woman at my job who told me, how dare she tell me what to feed my child? I said, so because she wanted your child to eat a 
fucking vegetables. Yeah, a better, a better, uh, a bet have a better diet. You're pissed, but it was coming from a woman who drinks Coke in the morning every day instead of water. She hadn't drank water, and I said, "Now I know there was a real problem." That Jesus, that that's yeah. She she, I mean, she would literally got so pissed. And then you know the the women that lost their job when they called, um, uh, they they didn't they didn't like her because of her arms. But so what is? Have we even seen uh, Trump's wife? What's her name? M- uh, Melania. Melania? <laughs> we've seen her hua. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen we've everything, seen including the arms. And yeah. He- their shit when michelle obama wore a sleeveless shirt do you i mean not only is that crazy but also i mean wow where uh, uh, the playbook the goalpost they just move every time can you imagine if michelle obama had posed nude in her past like holy moly i mean i mean they got rid of um wait a minute vanessa williams lost her crown because she posed nude Right. So you know what would have happened. If well, I mean, that, you know, that was a different time back then. Uh, but, you know, look at uh, what happened with uh, uh, Katie Hill. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, there's some poor judgment there and all, but it's it's still. It's not the, that behavior, though. I mean, like we when it's on our side, we should also admit like Katie Hill with the bong and the lover and the na- like the whole thing was like. Very California, very on brand for California, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the best and worst way possible. But also, like you know, yeah, okay, that was not good. Right? No, I yeah, I'm not saying it's like she was a perfect candidate and and she was brought down by horrible bias against nude pictures. It's like, uh, uh, there, you know, there. Although, pity. Wait, what's that? I said, I wish we hadn't lost that seat. That was that's shitty, but you know. Yeah, but we're gonna gain. We're gonna gain so much. And I don't know if you guys have thought about the the. I mean, what they're gonna have to cover because I, I I can I mean they're 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 putting plans in place because they don't believe people still don't believe that Trump's gonna finish. I read I don't know, Dave. I was looking at the Flipboard, and there were guys who were already saying they wish he would just quit right now. Because if, if it gets to September, by September, say about the middle of September, if there are 200,000 people dead, he's done. He's really, it doesn't even matter if you get to November. There's no way you're going to hang on. And no way are the Republicans going to stand up for him anymore because they can't cover for him anymore. Well, the I mean... Fact that he, it, I, 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 I don't know if you thought about that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I've been thinking a lot about it, and... You know, I thought it was interesting. There was there was a story, I think, in the Washington Post that I threw into the flipboard about Mitch McConnell telling uh, Senate Republicans, hey, if you have to distance yourself from Trump to keep your seat, go ahead and do it. But I'm getting really concerned because there's there's enough people out there. I think we're we're looking at a potential rerun of 2016. Where you know I'm I'm already seeing the the idiotic Bernie Bros and and third party you know which they don't even have a fucking candidate oh just vote third party and it's there people are being so ignorant going into this election it's like they learned nothing from the 2016 election or in the past four years. And so I, I wish I shared your optimism, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm nervous. I think 
people are dumb enough to fuck this up and and give us you know another four years of fascism uh, well, well you know you got uh, you got to look at because if the damn republicans are going to jump on the side of the democrats to clean up the mess that trump's going to leave i mean you know uh, i mean what we got coming in the other thing that will help clean up the mess is actually putting forth policy positions that people want to vote for you know, the Democrats have already kind of, I think, shot themselves in the foot in a big way when it comes to the, the platform and their decision to drop legal weed and also, uni- like, single-payer health care. Yeah. It's a f- pandemic. I need both of those things. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, just to get back. What are you yeah. doing? Why are you going against these incredibly popular and now very, actually, pretty necessary things that people would get them out to the to, to support and out and and increase turnout what is the what is the political calculus there it's so stupid to me i don't understand i think even you know just one or the other but yeah universal health care you know this this pandemic has shown the the hazards of having health care tied to employment absolutely mm-hmm. and, and and why is there no if there's not the political will right this moment there will never be the political will. I'm convinced. Yeah. What What else on What on earth else could possibly muster the political will to do something about it, if not a pandemic affecting literally everyone? The one thing about these things, it definitely exposes the inequality in our society. And when you look at who's dying, their neighborhoods, uh, when you have people who are used to driving Range Rovers in food lines. <laughs> okay, the, the 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 Mercedes are now at the ninety nine cent store. You know, I mean, you have these people who are, you know, they're getting hurt, and it's hurting bad. And uh, you know, you look at our long lines to get tested. This guy won't even put. He wanted. They didn't even want to put money up for testing. We have. I mean, we. You have a two week turnaround. Now the test is useless. If I have to wait seven days to find out what my results are, this shit should be happening in 30 minutes. We're not even using all of our colleges. Did you see the guy from Michigan who said that, hey, we could do a spit, oh. the spit thing? Yeah, yeah, and, and, doing and like said, pool, get that pool back. tests. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of ways. We're not even working at full capacity to use everything in our arsenal to get this country back on track we could have all of this shit that everybody could go back to the living their lives if we would have just listened to the fucking doctors in the first place but nobody would do it you had no one would do a national plan and we're getting screwed you wouldn't even we could have beat it there needed to be 150,000 could have beat it but because of as, 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 as we've said many times Dave because of the arrogance and the ignorance of American people you know, we're fucked. Yeah. I so, mean, hey. it's, you know, the ignorance, the, the conspiracy theories that are, are oh playing God. in everything. And it, you know, you don't need conspiracy theories. There's enough batshit, crazy weirdness happening in real life. You know, there, there's a pandemic if you haven't noticed, but I mean, you had to go find a black woman, a crazy ass African chick to tell you, you got all these, fucking doctors around you 
You have some of the smartest people in the world. We have, I mean, our CDC is supposed to be the best of the best. Doesn't get any better than what we got. And you go find some African chick on the, the internet. <laughs> and you're going to be down to the people and we're going to have that. No, dude, really? I think she's actually Caribbean, but. Uh, Nigerian. African, she looks, she look, hey, Nigerian. Come on. It does, it, you know, I, I have a lot of Nigerian friends. They're pissed. Are there any princes what? in the mix? Because I've been getting emails from and them. There's black people around him. Like this lady, Silk and Pepper. What's her, what's her, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Diamond and Silk? Yeah. Ben Kane, Ben Carson. Like, how does he collect, like, the worst black people as his, as his friends and supporters? I, I mean, right. I guess. Well, look that, at Ben Carson. Ben well. Carson. One, his mother, who had a third grade reading average, had a sense enough to send this guy and make him go to, she, she followed what white people were doing that she worked for and made him go to the library all the time and write reports to the point that he was the first doctor to ever do a successful brain separation of, of, of uh, what do you call uh, them? Candidate twins. and, uh, oh, uh, Siamese twins. Siamese twins. He conjoined. Was the first to ever do that successfully. Conjoined. Sorry, politically correct. They're conjoined twins. Yeah. Conjoined, what? But um, he did that. We put this guy in office, and we find out he's an idiot. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Oh, we don't need affirmative action. We don't. We don't need this. We don't need that. Well, just because you're doing thing doesn't mean you're going to be fucking good at another thing. Like you can't say, you know, yeah, sure, he was a great surgeon, but uh, shitty. Uh, well, I, I really, he did prove us wrong. I'm just saying, as a doctor. Man, and with us having a pandemic going on, he hasn't spoken up one time. This guy's a surgeon. He has not spoken up on anything medical. I would want him to speak up on something medical. As a doctor, he has sat back and watched. Yeah, you know, I haven't heard him say, No, have you heard him say anything about being a doctor? This guy was the head of John Hopkins surgeon. And he has not spoken once. But yet you put him in front of to run HUD and he don't know shit about taking care of folks and getting housing and anything. He told them all, well, you know, let him eat cake. Well, he you got know. a nice dining room set out of it, so not yeah. not a total loss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did say that. Him and his wife. Oh, my God. But I'm just saying, I haven't heard Ben Carson say anything about medical anything. This guy goes online. You got a guy that's working with you side by side who is a medical surgeon plus all the other guys you have with you you go online she sounded pretty good she sounded like she was serious <laughs> like she really knew what was going on and i was really digging her conversation yeah okay but i don't know anything about her no That's, you I know, don't know gotta have the disclaimer yeah aim what is it uh sperm and and what okay uh, it's alien okay let's let's quote the the good doctor correctly it's alien DNA, uh -huh. deep sperm, and hydro, uh, hydrochloroquine also mm. in the mix. But, but yeah, I think the demon sperm thing, that's how she thinks, like, yeast infections occur. I mean. Right. And. That just, that just, just sounds like a bad high. That's a, <laughs> you know, 
you probably do better taking acid. I mean, hey, what do you say? You, you know what? Like, well, it's demon sperm, bro. I, I have to no. say, I I took a lot of acid uh, during a, a period of my life, and I never came up with anything as stupid as <laughs> demon sperm. Uh, I did. Like Miss Cleo's cousin or something, like her, <laughs> right. like her auntie. I don't know. Now, like, I, hey, Dave, I will say my brother James actually, after doing some, I don't know if it was speed or bad acid, did you know run through the house and rip all his clothes off and jump in the bed butt naked, howling. Ah! I don't know what it was. And my brother said, my other brother told me, said, whatever you is happening here. Don't you take that shit. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. So, that's the craziest I've seen. And that was my brother. You know, uh-uh. No. But that demon sperm, huh? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> these, these, wow. these, are, these are medical experts. And I say that as, as someone who paid $20 for a doctorate. Mm-hmm. I, you know, even, even to me, demon sperm, alien DNA, lizard people. Uh, no, just, just straight up. No, if we're honest though. Isn't all sperm demon sperm? <laughs> no, uh, I'm not. I, you know, I did you, it's a totally unrelated a to the politics. I, I wouldn't know. I'm not a spermologist. Did, no. did you guys see, there was a news story this week that, uh, sperm don't swim by wiggling their tails. They, they actually rotate like playful otters. <laughs> As and and that is that is a quote and it's like, man, this this Doctor Emmanuel is really like, you you know her her words are having an effect when when regular sperm feels like they got to do a big PR push. Yeah, I wonder if like they hold like their tails, like you know how otters hold hands and float in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, those otters! I tell you, lucky dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, well, it took a uh, turn. It's, okay. <laughs> now I think the, these are the issues we need to talk about. Uh, but one one of the other issues, uh, once you know we get demon sperm off the table, uh, for for which I, I recommend uh, an ammonia bleach solution, something that just it disinfects and enhances. Uh, kills the streaks but it is the first of the month and the republicans in congress have decided to take a break without making sure that the eviction moratorium is continued and that people who are on unemployment get continued federally enhanced benefits and katie massa kennedy one of our one of our regular panelists here shared a a tweet on facebook where they were talking about how Trump's appeal to the younger voters is to eliminate TikTok and his appeal to the older voters is to kill them. And apparently his, yeah, those were the two in the tweet. And I was looking at that and thinking, well, and for all the folks in the middle, there's bankruptcy. You know, we, we've talked about this on the show before and I, I understand the the tobacco industry working off a business model where you you kill your customers, but I don't think that's a business model that really works in politics. I mean, the fact that you would 
that we cannot, you know, that I have I have some old farts that are judging whether I can that a person can continue to receive six hundred dollars bothers me. It's like, well, they're not going to go to work because you're giving me because I'm getting six hundred dollars extra to go along with. I mean, if you live in California, that's six hundred dollars is five dollars. That's that that shit doesn't <laughs> doesn't really work for you, man. I mean, you know, I mean, my rent went up when they found out that that uh, uh, Newsom was going to put a cap on rent. A lot of your a lot of the people, uh, the the different uh, apartment complexes, raised people's rent right mm-hmm. before they put in. My rent went up from twelve hundred to thirteen fifty. Oh, that's 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 nothing. You want to know? This is like two years ago, right? This happened this year. Well, this happened this year in 2019. They they right before uh, they, he changed it before they were trying to put a cap on it. He raised right, the rent. They started like lobbying for that two years ago. So my apartment building actually raised my rent seven hundred dollars over the course of the year. Whoa. So in, they raised my rent $300, then halfway through the year, they raised it $350 a month, and then they added a, a special Christmas fuck you bonus right. of $50 a month at the end of the year. So $700, they increased my rent per month over the course of a year. That's crazy. Yikes. That should well, under any circumstances. I mean, if you can talk about price gouging or whatever, I mean, that's what they're talking about. So here it is. You're going to take a vacation, and you're not even making sure. you got guys out there, you know, that's got to take care of kids, and they don't know how to pay rent. They got, you know, they got to try to feed their kids, and, and, you know, you got all these food lines. You got all this stuff going on, and you're bitching about $600. They might, $600, they might as well get over it. Instead of 1200 give them the two grand. Because they're going to need it. This shit's not going away. We're going well into 2021. You'll be at 200,000 people dead by September. And a lot of them are going to be elderly because they're not going to get the proper things that they need. And unemployment will be wiped out. We would have been able to reopen as a country if we had a national strategy. If they had just paid people to stay home for two months three months, whatever that was going to be like in the long run, they still would have saved more money than everything they're going to have to do to make up for avoiding having any sort of real plan to address the root of this problem. Well, they keep worrying about turning us into a socialist country. Well, that's socialism. Fuck you. They don't God that you, you cannot have a capitalistic society without socialism. Okay. Everybody can't keep up. Everybody's not going to become a millionaire. Some people just want to have a regular life, whatever that is. Just go to work, come home, have a beer, hang out with a friend. They're not trying to become rich. If you happen to win the lottery ticket, okay. But some people just want to have a life, dude. They want to be able to just have a, you know, put gas in their car and go to the beach or a picnic or whatever. But they're not trying to become rich. So when you keep telling me, that I have to worry about, uh, I'm, I'm willing, they, they won't go back to work, and they're lazy, and fuck you. Who's saying this stuff, that, that, that they're spreading these lies, saying that, well, they're making so much money at home, they won't come back to work? Well, people are mad at the wrong thing. I mean, if people are making more by staying home, maybe the problem is not paying them a fair wage to begin with. 
Yep. Maybe. Exactly. 1971. Our, our salaries have been stagnating since 1971. We have not been keeping up. You know, there's no way to keep up. You sent our jobs overseas. You did not want to pay the American worker. That's been the problem with capitalism for so many years. They've never wanted to pay the American worker what they're honestly what they're worth. Every time it comes up. That's why they don't want you to have unions. That's why Bezos, when he started Amazon, he did not want to have unions. He did not want to give you the things that you need. Starbucks didn't want a union. None of them want unions because you would have to pay them a fair wage, which would be 30 bucks an hour, whatever it will be, to do those particular jobs. Speaking of Bezos, did you guys watch or catch any of the, the hearing with the heads of the big tech firms this I week? I listened to a little bit of it on uh, NPR. One of the things that really sort of captured my attention was when Bezos was talking about how, you know, he was adopted and da 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 da. And it, it's like you're listening to, to him telling this, and it's like, and I overcame all these hardships in life to make sure that I could provide these hardships for everybody else, basically. That's why, uh, uh, why Anand Grahada wrote the book. Winners take all. And it's the charade of how billionaires keep saying what they're doing or what they're going to do for the Americans. Like, no, dude, you're the reason why they are where they are, where people are, because you and your things that you've done. You know, they don't, you know, billionaires like him, they want, they, they'd rather you focus on poverty than inequality, because inequality will point the fingers at the Zuckerbergs and the, you know, the Bezos of the world at, they don't want to hear that. Well, well, I don't tell you. They certainly don't want to talk about equity, which is a whole no. other discussion. No. no. They don't want to talk about any of that. And to note that they have all the that money sitting over, you know, sitting in those uh, accounts overseas or offshore accounts that they have. I mean, they got probably $25 trillion sitting in offshore accounts. Even if they, they even said that they tax them the transactional fee. Is it like a transactional tax on them? It could wipe out half the poverty in America today. Yeah, I mean, if Jeff Bezos actually paid probably, you know, what he owed in taxes, if if just half the companies that pay zero now, I mean, we could fix so many problems. Right. There's no political courage or will to force them to do that. Um, I mean, I I did watch a a bit of um, Pramila Jayapal. Uh I don't know. Saw her dress down Bezos, but it's worth a watch. She just sort of pokes holes in all the arguments <laughs> that they make about, you know, sort of the third party seller arrangements and how it's not a monopoly and they're competing against them, but then they have their data. I don't know. I, I just don't understand how we let these companies get so big. And especially after the pandemic, I mean, Amazon has already put so many mom and pop shops out of business. What well, what is happen in the wake of uh, all the small businesses closing? We're not going to even have. Op- I mean, I think it's arguable that they have a monopoly right now, but it's only going to get worse given what's going on with brick and mortar mom and pop places and the pandemic. Well, that's why they don't. They don't. Well, one. That's why they don't want Elizabeth Warren. I would want Elizabeth Warren because she she would definitely bust up all of them. They would go after. Zuckerberg knows that he's on the chopping block. He's one of the first ones that they want to get. They want to bust up. They know Facebook has gotten over big time. 
with the crap that he did and knowing that he also probably helped out in, in electing Trump with by allowing a lot of that messaging that went through the uh, went through Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Well, and that was that they, go ahead. That was one of the other things that really stood out to me during the hearing is a lot of the the news coverage was saying that well both parties went after after the heads of big tech really hard which yeah i suppose so but listening to what they were saying the republicans argument against big tech seemed to be basically we deregulated everything and made this business climate possible for you to rule everything and you're not using this platform to favor us what the fuck? You know, it's it's like, yeah, the the deregulation and and corruption and and power granted to these companies. That's not the problem. The problem is that they are not bowing on on bended knee to to their Republican overlords, who created the business climate that made their monopolies possible. Well, that's what I'm saying. That the. Uh They've all, you know, even Robert Rice had even stated that, you know, Democrats love regulations and Republicans do not because, you know, by them not, you know, by you uh, not regulating them, they get to run amok and do whatever they want. And every time we have they've had deregulation, we've had financial problems every time they do it. We have financial problems and the American public is the one that gets fucked. And then Democrats come in and clean it up and then they go and deregulate it again. You know, the housing market, the reason why it took, you know, they said, well, if Obama hadn't come in and did so many damn regulations, it would have got cleaned up faster. It shouldn't have had to go there in the first place, you know, but they on one hand, the Democrats believe that everybody deserved the house, you know, which everybody doesn't because of the responsibility of it takes to take care of housing. You have to have, uh, you know, you know, beforehand you had to have credit. What they did was they allowed everybody, they didn't care what your credit rating was, and everybody went out and got a home, and then they had all those bad loans that they put within the stock market, and you had guys not only betting on the good on both sides to see who can win. You had guys becoming billionaires just off of how bad everything was. We should have kept the regulations where they were, and we wouldn't have had the 2008 debacle. But, well, you know, you, you talk about Republican resistance to, to regulation, and a lot of times their argument is that it's it's job-killing regulation. And I sort of mentioned this earlier. I don't know if you guys have been watching the whole battle of TikTok uh, that's been happening this week, but <clears throat> Donald Trump is saying that he is going to sign an executive order banning TikTok in America, and ostensibly... It's it's because the you know the company is is filtering everyone's information to the Chinese government, but personally, I think he wants to ban TikTok because of Sarah Cooper uh, and the videos <laughs> that she's been doing where she lip syncs his idiotic statements. It, it's funny we were talking on the show last week about Portland and how all these you know Second Amendment gangbangers uh, aren't doing anything. Well, the government is sending armed forces into our cities to control the populace, you know, the kind of thing that a well-regulated militia being necessary 
to the security. Uh, there's that. And now, you know, all these people time and you were, you were talking about how they scream about socialism before and, and it's like, well, the government is deciding what companies are, are going to be open and what companies aren't going to be able to operate. I, I don't know, you know, sounds like this is the thing you've been complaining about, but since it's your guy Man, doing Jim it, Jordan, Jim Jordan tried to go after Dr. Fauci. I don't know if you saw that. He tried to go after Dr. Fauci about, you know, protesting. Well, protesting. Yeah. Protesting okay? He's like, dude, I don't have anything to say. That has nothing to do with protesting, you asshole. I know he wanted to call him an asshole and he couldn't. But, you know, Fauci being like he is, dude, I have nothing to say. All I do is I lay the facts to you. And if the facts say, hey, wear a mask, uh, social distancing, if you decide to protest, that's on you. I'm not the government. All I am is the guy that tells you what you should not do if you want to bring this down. He said, but if they decide to go and protest, is your natural right to protest. Well, and you studies know? that have been done so far haven't linked any spikes in you know coronavirus outbreaks and deaths to the protests. Right. And I think a lot of that, you know, partially because they're outdoors, but also because the people who are protesting are wearing masks, except for when the police pull the masks off their face so they can spray pepper spray in their mouths. Yeah. Well, but, getting hit with a rubber bullet, don't the, the, the mask thing will help you. Yeah. Have you seen the damage <laughs> what those rubber bullets do to people? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like God. shooting a hockey puck at someone. Yeah, man. It's like, I mean, people getting hit in the forehead, dudes are losing their eye. Well, they shouldn't have been out there. By the way, yeah, it's only your First Amendment rights. Uh, Pay no attention to the Constitution behind the curtain. That that is one (laughs) one thing though that uh, I I was kind. (laughs) Thank you very much. I was kind of surprised the demonstrations in Portland sort of spread into rioting in Seattle, and I'm really amazed no one tried to cover the the people in seattle by saying no no no, this had nothing to do with uh the the black lives matter protests uh, or, or george floyd or anything this was just seattle like doing a test run on how to do a riot now that we have a hockey team so you know should should the seattle kraken make it to the stanley cup they want to make sure that the city can riot in a responsible sports loving way as as we do as americans yeah well i I don't know if you saw a day how how really you brought up black lives matter that really pissed i mean that they really gotten pissed off when people see that you know black lives matter that if you see a sign you got white people that are just fucking losing it that's bullshit you know take that down i'm like really man behind black dude just saying black lives matter yeah bothers them i have never seen anything like it did, did you, you see fu- the video of the white guy that had a black lives matter sign that was like in, in iowa like, yeah you saw a viral video right is, is that the one in arkansas one of the most racist cities or whatever and they were yes. driving by oh my god i thought that was crazy it, it was really hard to watch but you know the end gave me like the slightest bit of probably of hope, you know, how somebody like kind of came over and was like, you're doing the right thing. Like, I think we just all have to keep reminding ourselves, like, this is a long game, you know, and. Um, but it, but it, what I, I like about it is that it still lets it 
you know, they say, whoa, there's no systemic racism. There's no race. No, 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 no. He's a white dude standing out there and they're showing you that that stuff is still running very deep. That's the, that stuff runs deep into the they're grain. A white guy, what are they saying to a not white guy? Right. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? I mean, and, and that's why when they said about the statues, you know, that they should not be taken down. You need to understand that those statues were put up by the Daughters of the Confederacy in the early 1920s, well into 1970. I think the Stone Mountain was done right around 1970, was finished. And well, that was actually supposed to be done by the guy who built Mount, who, who uh, designed Mount Rushmore, which was an Indian, uh, uh, that mountain was sacred, uh, Indian sacred land. land. For mm-hmm. the Indians, which they took, you know, and that guy was actually a, a car toting uh, that, that designed Mount Rushmore. He's a tar- car toting uh, Klansman. Klansman, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and what I mean, what do we, you know, what are you saying? That that stuff really runs deep. They can't keep saying, you know, oh, it's not, it's just nothing. It's not around. No bullshit. There are people who still they did not want that type of change. You had got with well, Barry Goldwater, didn't he? Not believe, he didn't want civil rights. He fought against the Civil Rights uh, uh, Act. They didn't want you to sign that. They didn't even want you to vote. Well, even you know, if you're if you're just talking about the systemic racism in the police departments around the country, it oh they you say know, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, bar, which you know, there's there's the old twelve step thing the the first step is admitting you have a problem, and if he can't even do that. It's it's nothing is going to get fixed as long as he is, you know, as they call the attorney general, our nation's top cop. But you, you look at what's happening like here in L.A., uh, the, the investigation into the quote unquote clicks in in the, the uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Department and right. what's happening in, in Compton where where there's a, a click, you know, which for those unfamiliar with the term, uh, it's it's basically it's a gang uh, that hides behind the fact that they have badges. But, you know, this is a clique that doesn't allow women or non-white officers. I, really no systemic racism. And and this isn't the only place. It's, you know, no. it's it's not like, oh, well, you know, that's just Compton. Well, they used to, what LAPD used to do, and I don't know if they, they might say, they used to recruit a lot of guys from the South to come work in, in, in Los Angeles. They would lure them there because they knew they would get them in and send them to the black neighborhoods to deal with because, you know, you had guys that, you know, that believed in that and they could get them to go and go in there. You had a lot of them Southern guys that thought a certain way, you know, because basically California is a liberal state. I mean, you really, although they do have their, you know, areas where that are very racist. You know, you you know, you have to go look for it, but it's well, out there. You don't have to go far. I mean, Inland Empire, uh, Central. Yeah. Well, Huntington Beach. I didn't know Huntington Beach was that bad, but really, Huntington Beach is horrible. You know, they don't believe in masks, and they want the kids to go back to the school. They're really doing. I mean, it's like it's like they don't get it. I don't know what you're gonna what they can do about it, but they definitely uh, they definitely don't get it. Yeah, you know, you talk about how how they want to send the kids back to school and even though as we we 
discussed earlier, the whole, you know, Trump tweet about delaying the election was probably just to distract from how badly he's fucked up the economy. But I, I was thinking about that, you know, one of, my, one of my friends posted something, and I've seen a lot of the pundits on on TV and radio saying, how can you say that it's it's safe to send the kids back to school, but it's not safe to hold an election? And to that, I, w- I was thinking, you know, well, obviously, we just have to keep the kids from voting and, and they'll be just fine. Uh, which similarly, you know, we're, we were talking a little bit about sports and stuff. And uh, one of the big stories this week was that the the NBA is trying to start their season with basically everyone quarantined in the bubble. And they are letting people out of the bubble, you know, if you have to go to a funeral or, you know, something, you are allowed to leave the bubble, but then you've got like a two-day self-isolated quarantine when when you come back into the bubble to make sure everyone is fine. So Lou Williams from the Clippers was caught on Instagram going out to a strip club. Yes, sir. And my guess is that, you know, this this is similarly to what I was just saying about the schools. We can open the school safely just as long as none of the kids go to strip clubs. So if if we keep the kids off the pole and keep them out of the poles, everyone's going to be it. fine and safe. Never mind the the summer camp in Georgia, which hey, so I've been to summer camp most of my most of my youth. Uh, summers were were spent at camp, and yet you tend to spend a lot of time out outside where right. it's it's harder to spread the virus but then you you sleep in groups in cabins uh you do group activities indoors group meals it's camp that's like half a camp yeah it's it's from six feet away (laughs) and this comes back to what we were saying earlier if you want to restart the economy you have to get rid of the virus you know we've we've seen that that mitigation efforts aren't enough i mean california was doing great we were ahead of the curve in in terms of of flattening the curve and that got nice well, well, got, the weather I, I got, got nice got and i think and everyone I think huntington beach i think huntington beach really pushed them because they were all they jumped on this whole bandwagon you know the governor's dogging us and and mistreating us and all this and I think a lot of people got bullied into starting, you know, and they told them, the doctors told them, don't do it. And they did it anyway. You know, we, I think that. And we weren't following the guidelines that the CDC put out. No. That's exactly the same dumb mistake that Florida made. So, you know. Oh, that guy, my sister lives in, in Florida and she says the scientist should just go stick his head in a hole because well, he's done. Yeah. He's a, he's a true idiot. The, the mayors have got him beat. You know, his own mayors don't listen to him. Well, you know, we'll we'll see if that works. There's, you know, I, I think Florida is one of those states where you can never really underestimate the depths to which the party will go to cling to power. I mean, look at Matt Gates, just his existence. Wow. As he as somebody who hold, didn't he, didn't uh, he kill someone? Well, I think there were there were some drunk driving arrests, but he allegedly killed his college roommate. Yeah. Allegedly. But Allegedly. you know, yeah, you you look at Florida and what they do to to retain Republican power. Ah, I don't know. 
Well, he's lo- he's going to lose a lot of that because uh, you know the way Trump has knocked out the the old folks in uh, in Florida. You know, I mean, he, he you know he's knocked out a lot of uh, elderly because uh, of his, his his stupidity. He's losing them big time. His ignorance is just they're done with him. Well, it looks like Joe Biden's polling pretty well, actually much better than Hillary ever did in Florida. So that's a thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, and there there are glimmers of hope. He's he's even leading Trump right now. It looks like uh, by seven points in some polls, state polls in Florida. So, well, you know, William Barr is promising his October surprise, you know, some pun intended trumped up charges about ukraine and and joe biden and you know it's too late it's over man you know i don't i I disagree it's not too late you know it's think about like jim comey in 2016 just before the election saying oh by the way we're uh we're kind of looking at hillary's uh computers again and stuff it's people are stupid and i i don't know i am i am not counting anything out until november 3rd and even then when he when he floats his ideas like postponing the election you know he's doing it to distract from something but he's also checking the veracity and seeing how many people he can convince to but but wait a minute but but you got to know his boys are jumping they're jumping ship they're jumping ship you can't keep covering for him he's shooting himself in the foot they are leaving. They are good. Even Mitch McConnell. Look at the, the who. This whole problem with the money. Okay, about the the stimulus, right? The stimulus battle is not with the Democrats. The stimulus battle is that they're fighting. The Republicans are fighting within themselves. Yes, but and this is one of the big problem with with the Democrats in general. And I I don't understand it and we've talked about this on the show uh, a number of times before but it, it's the messaging the the democrats should have been out front and center saying hey you know the house passed a bill in may that w-, you know and you hear some of them doing it talking about how the the bill that the house passed in may would provide the and extend the benefits for unemployed people through the end of the year. It provides money for for SNAP and other programs that benefit the the folks who need help, even in times when we don't have a pandemic. It doesn't give a shitload of money for a new F or not even a new, a revamped FBI headquarters that is mainly being done to protect Trump's hotel in Washington D.C. Because if the FBI goes and builds, you know, new headquarters in in Virginia like they wanted to, that's going to leave their current building open to become a hotel. Can't have that. the The Democrats' bill that passed the House in May doesn't buy a shitload of fighter jets, right? Which not sure how fighter jets, you know, are supposed to be used against the coronavirus, but there you go. Uh, I was talking about the the TikTok thing earlier. TikTok's defense and and you know their pleas of please don't make us illegal is that they're creating a shitload of jobs here in America. I you know for who influencers? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, for I mean, actual I, like tech people I, and as much as I don't 
trust anything that comes out of Trump's mouth. I also don't trust a fucking thing that comes out of social media companies' mouths. The China connection is dubious at best. Like, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure if how much or what, you know. I'm sure some, some of that is, like, true and questionable. But I also think you're right. I mean, I think he's a little butthurt because Sarah Cooper has a platform. <laughs> makes him look like a dum-dum. So I'm not sure how mu- I mean how much of the the fears are legitimate around sort of what happens with your data, what the Chinese government you know is being shared with the Chinese government, what they're doing with that information. Who knows? So I'll just watch on Instagram. I mean, the you know, the whole thing about constantly b- blaming China for everything. You can't keep calling it. The, you can call it the China virus all you want. You there's enough data out. They just I mean ABC just did a whole documentary on uh what a few days ago and showed how trump and those guys dropped the ball they were given the information ahead of time that one one of the doctors said we had a two-month jump in two months we blew a window we had a two-month window where we could have shut this bitch down we could have shut it down got it together moved on but they screwed they he screwed up and he did not believe that it was for real. And then all his people backed him and didn't for real. And so now what? And let us not forget Iowa and South Dakota with all the, 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 those factories where the Tyson chicken was, where all those people were dying. They, you can't hide this. It's over. They, they can, you know, he, even if he won by one point, I don't care. They need all of them. Start marching them right to the jail. Every last one of them. March them to the jail and lock them up. It's over for these guys. You know, we I, I had mentioned last week, and I think I've I've talked about it on other episodes, of of sort of the the judo maneuvering that I would really love to see coming out of the Democrats. The whole idea of using your opponent's energy against them and in in terms of governance. You know, and this is more of a political action movie kind of fantasy scenario. It, it's I, I realize there are problems with this, but we've talked on the show before about, well, the Republicans fought so hard to keep Guantanamo Bay open. We actually have traitors who are dangerous to the country with the information that they possess who need to be locked away where they can't contact anybody in the form of, you know, Trump and his cabinet. So let's send them to Gitmo. Watching, watching what I was watching the William Barr hearing, you know, oh and, and it was even in the news this week that the White House contacted John Yu, the the lawyer that that Bush used to to justify waterboarding. If waterboarding is on the table because the Republicans insisted we need it to get information out of combative witnesses, well. William Barr is right there just asking for a waterboarding. Well, I don't know if you saw it when they, you know, Trump apparently tried to turn in his early um, early report on his finances and where the money is went. And it's like, uh, you know, well, do we just want to be ahead of the time? It was in the flipboard. And it's like, no, uh-uh. you guys need to know that they're going to do, they're, they're already going to, they're going to dig very deeply into all the Trump's finances and everything, and I, that's what's really going to expose the family. That's why he's got to go because when you when when they really get through, and then Co- remember Cohen's book is coming out. They let tr- they let Cohen out. 
Cohen is out. They put him in jail. The judge let him out. And that book's going to come out and it's going to seal his, they're going to seal Trump's fate. It matter. It might even tie in all the Epstein stuff too. It will matter. Honestly, if I can't believe you still think things matter. <laughs> like, are the same shit? Like, have you not seen? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I would like to believe that maybe, but uh, no, I, I, I really doubt it. And also, like, it's a real slippery slope when we start talking about locking people up, you know? Like, let's... <laughs> I say that, but I don't think, that, I mean, now, will they actually do it? Probably not. But I do, do I think in my mind that they all should be locked up? Yeah. I mean, like I think they thought, they yeah, but I, uh, will they do it? I don't know. I don't. I, I can't really say. I would never say for sure. They should be locked up, but I don't know if it will happen. I should say that. I would be very surprised. But speaking of books, I've been reading Mary Trump's book, and well, there you go. You know, <laughs> all gonna die because of daddy issues, basically. <laughs> daddy. That's why we're all gonna fucking die. Um, yeah. It's just kind of crazy to think that, like, if this guy had just gotten, like, some good therapy, which he had the money for, that none, maybe we wouldn't be here right now. Well, the problem with that is most people don't think they're crazy. Um, you know, when you, when you, you know, the, the, the problem when he says he's a, what, what they say he was a what kind of genius? A what genius? A very stable? Oh, uh, yeah, very stable genius. I mean, but we often know that there's a fine line between the genius and the idiot. And he is more <laughs> leaning on the idiot side than he is the genius side. Absolutely. I mean, like, just like not, not even to be stupid. Like, don't you think like what a different world, what a different country we would live in if everybody like went to therapy. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I uh, saw it on a, I, I don't know therapy. if it was a bumper sticker or a t-shirt. Uh, the source evades me, but the, the wisdom has remained. Uh, I, I once saw it written, uh, wouldn't life be better if stupid hurt? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I think uh, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. We are we are running short on time. We we've talked a little bit about uh, this sort of tiptoed around the issue, but uh, I, I want to go out talking about the Veep steaks as people are talking about it. Twice as interesting and ten times tastier than Trump steaks. But Biden uh, earlier in the week had said that uh, he was going to announce his choice in the first week of August which begins today being the first. But then I think it was last night or this morning, there's uh, second week of August. We're going to let you know in the second week of August. And uh, the Washington Post had a fun little quiz to take to, to determine who your most likely choice for VP would be. That I sort of understand. It, I, I think it was a little less based on policy and more based on background of the candidates. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wound up with Kamala, uh, which, you know, I'm fine with. But a video was sort of released uh, in the last 24 hours. A lot of people have been talking about Karen Bass, who's a representative from California. And uh, right, you know, right down here in Southern California. Uh, she first sort of gained prominence when she did a lot of activism in South Central after the Rodney King riots and worked her way up. And there's a video of her speaking at yeah the the grand opening and ribbon cutting of a, a church of Scientology. And anyone who's listened to this show 
knows my feelings on Scientology and other cults, no secret. And on one side, you know, having lived in Los Angeles for, for 20 years, I, I understand the, the intertwining of the Church of Scientology and local government. And, you know, I don't, I don't like it. I don't approve of it. But in one way, it's, you know, just the same as any corporation or large financial organization is going to donate to candidates and, and pay people off to make sure that a blind eye is turned when they need a blind eye turned. It's, it's business and politics, but they're a cult. So maybe, maybe worse. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I, well, I know I'm not, I performed at the Scientology theater there. Great coffee, by the way, and great <laughs> dangers I had mm -hmm. over there. Um, I don't know. Great scotch too, Dave. Let me tell you, they, they pour mean scotch after performance. Um, so, I think those are the, the tears of Shelly Miscavige, but um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that they were that good. The one over on Franklin, I didn't know. I mean, beautiful green theater. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've seen that building oh, that they have over there. Before in there, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful theater. I mean, you know. Now, yeah, when the guy came over to me. Does it make us fucking Scientologists or supporters of Scientology? And I exactly. Karen Bass. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think this is like the typical, you know, politics, horse race bullshit. She's got a little heat behind her and they're going to try to tear her down. This is how politics works. And, you know, we're all going to pull pull up our big boy panties and, and, you know, we'll be talking about something else tomorrow. But, you know, she's of course, she's under closer scrutiny. I've actually worked with Karen Bass in California state politics. Mm -hmm. I find her to be lovely and competent. And, um... Everyone likes her, you know, everyone that works with Karen Bass likes her. And what they say, you know, in your VP pick is like, do first of all, do no harm. And I just worry that, you know, whether you think it's valid or not, whether I think it's valid or not, the criticisms of Kamala being a cop and this and that. I don't know. I, I feel like do no harm. I feel like Karen Bass might have a better shot at doing less harm in terms of she hasn't um, had the sort of public scrutiny that Kamala has, but yeah, I mean, it's they, they, yeah, well, uh, well, you know, they're going to stick a microscope up your butt when they go to checking you out. They're going to find, try to find every little nook and cranny about you. Now they say though, that she doesn't have the uh, experience, you know, as far as uh, of being in, in politics but one thing I can say, she can speak to the masses better than politics. Well, they, yeah, well, then when they were saying they were trying to make comparisons, I, it was on Ari Melbourne and those guys were talking about Karen Bass's experience and her um, and, and being in politics and everything. They thought that just because she had done uh, community, you know, uh, they didn't think that was enough of her doing community politics, but. She was the first woman, first African-American woman to, to be ahead of the assembly, as well as she is also, um, as far as her speaking to the masses and working in communities and, and putting out, I, I think she has a great shot. I think she, like you said, she can do no harm and she is uh, very well versed in politics and everything. So, you know, she has, she doesn't have a lot, there's not a lot to go after. 
as far as I'm concerned, uh, with her. Now, they did the same thing with Val Deming, you know, but Val, you know, being a, being a chief, uh, you know, they felt that she didn't do enough against cops in uh, Florida. So, take your, you know, pick your poison. Either one of them would do, but I do, I do like Karen. I Like you said, I think she's great. I wouldn't be bothered by uh, her speak, you know, cutting the ribbon at Scientology. You know, I mean, I, I like uh, Tom Cruise. I mean, I still would watch Cruise movies, <laughs> even though he's a, you know, he's a Scientologist. Yeah, I found out- this whole story, I, I just feel like it's a non-story. It's sort of like, oh, we gotcha. Uh, right. Is that no. that famous Sarah Palin gotcha politics or whatever? I, I just don't know what the point is. I mean, it, no. it, well, do look- we really think Karen Bass supports a cult or whatever no she's fucking probably raising money grow up you know yeah. like i don't know what to tell you well so on on that note not not to put you on the spot you know but you mentioned that you had worked with her in state politics uh do do you have a preferred vp choice or and if so is it karen bass well i mean i i was a kamala supporter uh so you know she's sort of always been floating at the top for me um i like karen bass a lot and like i said i did work with her in environmental politics in california and i found her to be lovely and competent and a thoughtful legislator um so again wouldn't have a problem with her i think a great pick that's not being discussed enough is tammy duckworth and is she a black woman? No, but she is a woman of color and she is a veteran and she is from the Midwest and she gave her legs for this country and is a, a, a remarkable woman um, and also a mom uh, and, and can understand and relate to those uh, issues. Um, and I, I don't know. I think she checks a lot of boxes for me and I don't think she's being taken seriously enough. I mean, it's almost as if she makes too much fucking sense as a choice. Right. Let, let me ask you a question. If, and I mean, Kamala both have the downside of like, what do they bring? I mean, they bring their skills to the ticket, obviously, but what are they're not bringing a state along or anything. We all know that California isn't voting for Trump in November. So both of them being, you know, black women from California. I don't know. I, I just don't know what the, the, political calculus is there for the Biden campaign in terms of like what they're bringing in addition to sort of, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. No, absolutely. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. If, if he does, if he does decide to go with Tammy Duckworth as a running mate, what do you think Trump is going to be uh, pointing out more? The fact that she's a woman or the fact that she has no legs? Uh, and I, admit it, recognizing that the legs is because, as you said, she lost them while fighting for our country. Right. Yeah, I don't know. He His misogyny runs deep, but so does his uh, desire to make fun of um, <laughs> disabled people. So, you yeah. know, it's real, real toss-up uh, in, in, <laughs> in, for him. I, I just He'll probably know. say his bone spurs were worse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, thank you. Have you had a bone spur? Come on, you know, bone spur. That's we we sort of we talked a little bit about sports this week, and uh, let's let you you bring up the oh, I'm more, I'm better, I'm worse, you know, the uh, all about me, I am the more extreme. Um, was one of the stories this week, 
you know, we, we talked uh, about baseball starting up last week, and Dr. Fauci threw out the first pitch wildly at, at the, the Nationals' home opener. As a result of Fauci being invited to throw out the first pitch at a game, Trump announced that he was throwing. He well, I was invited to throw out the first pitch at the Yankees game, and I was like, uh, "No, no, you weren't." And then he had to cancel. And yeah, this just—that's the line to some bitch. I mean, man, this dude rolls lies off his tongue. I mean, he don't even care. I mean, just—I mean, damn, I wish I could lie like that. God damn, this dude wake up and just—he doesn't even care if it's true. And that's the type of country we live in. It doesn't even matter if it's true. He just says it. And they don't, they're, 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 how dare you fat check him? Who, he wanted to shut down Twitter because they put some shit out to, to fat check you? Well, don't you yes. know that it's, as, as he tweeted this week, it's illegal to speak badly about the president. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. What? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was earlier in the week uh, when he was. This was before he complained at the press conference that nobody likes him. Uh, but you know, he was saying that you know people are saying it's unfair, it's illegal, uh, and it's like it, no, no, it isn't. Nobody, sir. No, look, Don Lemon came out and said, you know, they, I mean, look, they're calling, they're just calling him a liar now. They don't even. They used to try to you know use certain other words. Now it's. They're flat. They're flat out coming out. Cuomo came out and said bullshit. Uh, uh, they came out and said, "No, dude, you're lying." They don't even. Yeah. Hi- they don't hide it anymore. It's we need over. the Republicans to do that. We need Mitch McConnell to do that. We need Kevin McCarthy to do that. It doesn't really matter if Chris Cuo- uh, Cuomo thinks you know Trump's a fucking liar. We need Republicans to start saying it, and Republicans that have power to do something about it, including holding him accountable for the atrocious loss of life and and financial health of this country over the last four years yeah i think you pretty much nailed it there that seems like a good place to go out so i think we will uh on those wise words from julianne simmons julianne thank you so much for joining us today it was great having you looking forward to the next time already should you so desire where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or you know, in person these days, who knows? Yeah, not much uh, going on in person, but uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DC Jules does LA. Uh, and uh, you can from there check out my weekly all women's late night show about the 2020 elections called Let's Do 2020. The episodes are less than four minutes long, probably less than the speech I'm giving right now. So anyway, check that out. And uh, thanks so much for having me. Right on. Looking forward to the next time. Thank you again. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure, sir. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with what you've got going on online or even in person these days? Who knows? Well, I'm actually doing my first uh, Zoom comedy show on August 8th, which I have not uh, never done one of those. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be for the uh, uh, an AA group that they've I've done before, so that'll be good. Also, you can catch me on Twitter, Time and Ship at Twitter, Time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at Instagram. You can get my book, My E St. Louis, on uh, Amazon.com, as well as my CD, Universal Brother, my comedy CD, Universal Brother, on um, iTunes, as well as uh, Amazon also, Excellent. and Spotify. 
Oh, right on. Well, thank you for being with us this week. I am Dr. David Robinson. You can follow me on the socials at Dr. David Robinson on the Facebook and on Twitter. I am at Stand Up Fall Down. If you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that you can follow us on the socials at Let's Be Treasonable, all spelled out on the Facebook and on Twitter. We are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you like this show, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening and even on the platforms where you're not because in these coronavirus times, we can do some extra stuff. Why not? If you didn't like the show, that's fine too. Keep it to yourself. You don't tell anyone, we won't either. We will be back next week. Hopefully, you will too. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.